0: Welcome to Slash Report. I'm Prue, and this week I am not joined by my typical partner in crime, but I am joined by two special guests, uh, our old friends Lepagus, hello. Hello. And 20-something Kate, hello. Hi. Uh, So we're really honored to have both of them here because uh, Kate actually was willing to take some busy time out of her busy schedule of watching two weeks old Project Runway episodes and stuffing kibble in her mouth. To talk to us about this week's topic, which is Sleepy Hollow. Look, motherfucker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're pretzels filled with peanut butter. Those are like two of the great foods in the universe, and I'm not going to hear shit about them.
0: You personally describe them as looking a little bit like dog treats.
1: And smelling, and smelling, (laughs) and
0: smelling a little bit like (laughs) dog treats. That
1: just means I treat dogs really well, and the rest of you are (laughs) dickbags. As the only person in
2: this entire conversation who actually owns a dog, false. True. this is terrible already
0: anyway but it's a good pre like us being cray is a good precedent to set for sleepy hollow yes. which in case you somehow missed this or you were wise enough to stop following me on twitter for the past couple of weeks <laughs> sleepy hollow is a television show that is running on the fox network that i remember when i first heard the premise of this show i i recall saying something along the lines of that is ball sack crazy and I have not changed that opinion since having watched two episodes in fact I would amplify it to double ball sack crazy
1: it's like we just didn't understand it's kind of like we're like okay so they're gonna like that's gonna be crazy but they turned it up to 11 It's yes. so like and There's then they Jones added a fucking slugged. hawk? Like, what? Like, oh, they turned it up to 11, and then they, like, broke the dial. So it's always going to be at 11. Yeah. The knob's off, guys. The knob is off. The,
0: yeah. Like, okay, so to just, like, the fundamental premise of this show is actually, like, quite simple, unlike many of the other explanatory efforts that we've made in the history of Slash Report. It's basically that there is a lady who is a uh, police officer who is about to go to Quantico, And her boss gets killed in some crazy night and it turns out the guy who kills him is the headless horseman from the old Sleepy Hollow Ichabod Crane myth. Only Ichabod Crane comes back to life in this moment of strife and he and Lieutenant Abby Mills have to solve crime in Sleepy Hollow in Westchester County, New York together to avert the potential apocalypse. And I was sitting there, I was like,
1: this is sort of like the rich people version of Supernatural? (laughs) like No, like, I have to qualify this. But at first, like, when you were watching this show, you're like, okay, it's like somebody watched the Tim Burton Sleepy Hollow movie and, like, did a lot of peyote and took a nap. And when they (laughs) woke up, they're like, guys, do I have a pilot for you? This is going
0: to be the greatest fan fiction of all time.
1: Right. And then, so, like, you're going along. You're like, I'm not really sure how they're going to stretch out this premise. And then within the last... 10 minutes of the episode they're like
0: the pilot episode last 10 minutes of the pilot episode you know
1: what he's not just a supernatural horseman he's capital d death of the four horsemen and and ichabod crane
0: and ichabod crane is a chosen warrior and his witch wife uh is gonna be there i guess fucking Greek chorus of wisdom. I don't goddamn know. She's like their
1: astral plane Yoda. Yeah,
0: what the fuck? I mean, just like, I cannot emphasize how fuck nuts insane the show is. And like, the pilot was like, I honestly felt high. I honestly thought that I had like, I was tripping balls as I was watching. Well,
1: like, crew goes, hey, so like, have you watched this? And I was like, no, I mean, I think I want to, and she was like, "Kate, you need to do this and you need to let me watch." <laughs> Yeah. So she, like, made me get on Google Chat so that I could just caps lock at her and go, is that a fucking hawk? Does he have a spirit animal hawk? Well, oh, my God. Are they about to talk about George Washington?
0: That was the moment, like, in the original. So when I started watching, and I, I suspect Lepigus has, like, a very different relationship with this show than, like, Kate and I do right now. But like, Oh,
2: absolutely, but we'll get into that. When I
0: started watching the show, I primarily was just like, because it's pilot season, and I'm like, I'm cruelly curious. Curious. I kind of like to know like what shows are up. And I've been hearing so much about like, I don't know, sort of like the bad shittery of this pilot that I was like, all right, I'm definitely going to check it out because I have a fundamental weakness for sort of supernatural shit like that. So yeah. I started watching well,
2: it. We can blame X-Files.
0: Yes, we can. And we can blame the fact that when I was like seven, my mom used to like make me watch alien abduction and alien autopsy specials with her because she didn't want, want to watch them alone, which explains a lot about me in general. So I was like, okay, I'm going to check this out. And that, so like the first intro bits of the show were like not super, super great for me. Like they were just like, okay, this, this seems dumb, but you know, enthusiastically dumb. Which, like, I always give people brownie points for just being like, yeah, letting all the crazy hang out.
2: Yeah, um, the Gold retriever, Gold Star. Exactly.
0: But then they like, but then they like went National Treasure on me. They started throwing in like stupid, like dumb conspiracy theory, American
2: history shit. <laughs> There's a map from 1776. Yeah. But
0: like the minute they were just like some George Washington shit showed up, I was like, oh my god! Like mentally in my head, that Washington rap started to play, and I knew I was in it to win it. <laughs>
1: And, like, the thing is, is I hope there's just, like, a billion flashbacks with George Washington of just them hanging out and talking about, like, fucking witches and shit. It
0: <laughs> just, yeah. it kills me. Like, the fact that, like, George Washington's Bible is, like, a major fucking pivot point in this, like, he's a deist, I'm sure he owned a Bible, but, like, he wasn't
1: really all about that stuff, like, oh my god, it's killing I mean, like, at least it wasn't Thomas Jefferson's Bible, because it would be a lot shorter and we'd have a lot less plot points. Yes.
2: <laughs> that is uh, true. <laughs> I love, how, I love how we've got, like, Dennis Miller for the really obscure jokes that we find hilarious. Yes. But people are gonna be listening Who does to enjoy? Like, why is
1: that funny? I don't understand. Who I does well, enjoy a good Thomas Jefferson's Bible joke? If you joke, don't understand um,
0: the Thomas Jefferson Bible joke, you should look that shit up. It will, like, fill your life with knowledge no it
1: won't fill your life with joy but it will certainly educate you yes i have actually seen that by the way um on that trip to monticello where i got thrown up on (laughs) (laughs) don't do history kids dangerous and uncomfortable for everybody okay
0: so i think (laughs) but
1: but the thing is is, 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 where it was like George Washington's Bible is like the key to everything. I'm like, is this like Dad's diary? <laughs> is like George Washington, John Winchester? Yes, <laughs>
0: because there is that moment where Tom Mison, who is was um, the lovely, handsome English stage actor who plays Ichabod Crane, who is edible, by the way, um, oh without his
2: Ichabod Crane. Though I've seen pictures of him normally, and I, I I've seen him in person, and he's very nice looking, but like. Oh,
0: no, no, no. Agreed. I, I only really. It's the Vigo Mortensen effect. Like, yeah. I, I said it once. I stand by it. Like, Aragorn, I would hit it like the fist of God. Like, Vigo, I would totally buy pot from him in a 7 Eleven parking lot. But, like, that is pretty much the breakdown.
1: Even Vigo with Vigo at the Circle K. Um,
0: yeah. Vigo and I, totally buddies. Totally buddies.
1: Somebody. I smell a side sick. Hells
0: yes. Good. Someone write RPF yeah. where Prue from Slash Report, <laughs> like, on the regular oh, gets v. stoned v. with Vigo Morrison in a parking lot. Um,
1: Seriously, so somebody needs to do that. No, no, they don't. I also think, like, somebody described and I was talking about it with, like, a friend and, who is a fan adjacent, um, and she was like, yeah, no, he kind of has, like, a Lee Pace thing going on, where it's like, you're like objectively how attractive are you but at the same time you're looking at him you're like I'm gonna fucking climb that like a goddamn jungle gym <laughs> uh, Well, it's the tall skinny like shy guy
2: thing, sort of like a
0: male waif I would say yeah. is pretty and he like has the he has the longer hair which contributes and he just looks sort of like starved and like and pale, which apparently does it for me these days, and like
1: slightly dirty. But like the thing is, is somebody needs to fucking bathe him. He was buried in a goddamn cave.
0: Well, if he tries years. to bathe
2: himself, I was say, people have been making the really, really valid point: somebody needs to not fucking bathe him. Somebody needs to fucking vaccinate him.
1: Yeah, also that good idea. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, I hope he so, really like... enjoys getting forty eight vaccinations at once. He's like not going to be able to move his fucking arm for a month.
2: Well, that's good. Because you know he gets
1: into all sorts of trouble when he's ambulatory, anyway. So. <laughs> and I'm weird. also the first person to say that, like, I'm sorry, that coat is not fucking making it. He would have come out that clothes, like the clothes, would have like sloughed off him in like a sad. Well, impression. I mean, oh, like, yeah,
2: 250 years, no way is that stuff. Come last. on, but, like, you think his witchy wife didn't? Okay,
0: we need to give some context for Lopigus. Why,
2: why was
0: Ichabod Crane alive? Or why did he manage to claw his way out of his grave, Dean Winchester style?
2: Oh, God. Okay. So, first of all, um, I need to uh, point out that I actually got to go see uh, this panel at Comic-Con. And they actually explained a shit ton more about the, uh, the, the genesis of this plot then, why do I sound? Sa-
0: why do I hear like finger quotes around plot when you just said oh, that? Oh,
2: so many finger quotes. I'm actually using my toes also to make <laughs> finger right
0: now. Good.
1: I no- my nose is making finger I quotes. I mean, like, let's be real. No one does this for the fucking plot. No, I am. Plot. The plot is called, you know, like George, Wa- like, George Washington's been missing for a while. He went out on a hunting trip. Like,
0: <laughs> why would you ruin this?
1: this? No, this is all going to be like flavor of the week. Kill and shit. Oh, yeah, this is this is going
2: to be absolutely monster of the week with a myth arc going over you know every every season or so. But anyway, but like the the, the original idea apparently was not just Sleepy Hollow. It was a combination of uh, Irving's uh, two uh, two famous stories: uh, Ichabod Sleepy Hollow and Rip Van Winkle. Oh, so yeah, so it's supposed to be kind of a combination of the two, which is why he sleeps, I guess. But Sleepy again... Boy quotation marks because that doesn't explain anything
0: no no it doesn't i mean like i hate saying this but his like witch his sorceress wife from the colonial period actually makes more (laughs) sense than that oh yeah Uh, yeah.
2: oh yeah well and i mean okay full disclosure the the original script was written by some kid named um philip uh ice cove i think is how you pronounce it but it was taken over by the brain trust again with quotation marks uh who are behind the current script of uh star trek reboot right a.k.a bob orsi and alex kurtzman so if you're looking for a plot that makes sense you should probably keep walking
1: because this is never going to make any sense basically
0: yes but hopefully it can, was... like
1: to a certain extent like you're going along with it anyway. Yeah, I'm I mean, like, hopefully it will getting,
0: be like, entertaining you know, in the yeah. process. I was going
2: to say, like, so, so, so Prue was talking earlier about how her and Kate's, uh, relationship to this show is different from mine. And agreed, because I got to see this, um, uh, I got to see this and Almost Human, uh, back in June when they were releasing pilots, uh, to various people, um, and I literally watched the entire episode of Sleepy Hollow with a big shit-eating grin on my face. I was just like, "Yes, yes, everything is good. Just give me more of this. I love it. Yes, yes." It was, it was, it was horrible and amazing. And uh, and my friend Judge Bunny, who was watching it with me, was like, "I've never seen somebody smile that much. It's creepy." I was <laughs> like, "Good." So I loved it just from you know the the outset because you know, it it really is very much, especially the pilot, is very much a ride. Yes. And, you know, they explain stuff, but the explanations really get in the way.
1: You don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, there is a great line where she's like, this is impossible. And he's like, oh, great, then that means it's not all happening. Yeah. And he gives you, like, the biggest D phase of, like, are you fucking kidding me? Let's keep going. Which is exactly,
0: like, as much as, you know, like, as much as people have really mixed and mixed two negative feelings about that writing team that is handling the pilot, like, That's part of the reason I, you know, despite the fact that a lot of their shit doesn't necessarily make sense or, like, doesn't pass everybody's smell test on whatever, like, it's really entertaining. And it's so fast that you don't have time to stop and think about, like, this didn't
2: quite, oh, look, some crazy
0: shit's happening. Like, they're making Tom Meissen take off his shirt. All right, let's go. Let's do this. Like. Donut com- taxes,
1: let's
0: go. Yeah, like, whereas by comparison, surprise, like, content, not really a content spoiler, but, like, tone spoiler, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which just premiered Tuesday, we're recording this, uh, oh, sorry, uh, just premiered earlier this week, um, was really slow compared to the pilot of Sleepy Hollow. Like, whatever else, like, in terms of quality or whatever, that's debatable, but just the pilot of Sleepy Hollow, like... You were going at seventy-five miles per hour down like a straight road with no cops around, and
1: it's like, it was and no gifts. Yeah, that they have the, like that was like some Independence Day sale where it's like George Washington behind the like wheel of a car, like zipping <laughs> on through, and like eagles <laughs> screaming in your ear, and like basically because
0: he's gonna I- sell you a fucking cut-price mattress, and it's gonna be the best sleep night of sleep you've ever yeah. had. That's what.
1: Yeah, I was just like super high on this like haze of fake history, yep. and like let's fucking do this because it doesn't. It- gets you like like, kind of like amped and you like want to see where these characters are going and you want to know like how they learn to work with each other. And you really want to see more of like his adjustment to the modern age and coming back with him to kind of like a more um, innocent kind of acceptance of, you know, there are things we don't explain in the world and there are things we have to do. And like this kind of like good versus bad that we're so trained to kind of like see like all sides of the angle and like, versus like, no, these are evil witches. Let's fucking kill them. Yeah yeah
2: no agreed i mean and that's yeah you're right that's that's definitely the strength of that writing team is that they just kind of yank you along and you're you're just in it to win it um until the end and then you start thinking back and you're like wait what so yeah,
0: yeah. definitely but you were telling us a little bit about the comic-con panel and the explanations and stuff
2: oh yeah well it's kind of- Pretty much reached the end of the explanation. Oh, good. They didn't actually. Yeah, no, there wasn't actually a lot of you know. This is this is uh, this is the reason why we think this makes sense because really, to be honest, all of the writers seem in on the joke that this does not make sense and this is you know a complete fan. This is a fantasy show, um, and this is actually more of a, really a, a horror show, which I think is really interesting. Um, I think that more than supernatural. Sleepy Hollow can could really become um, an X Files type of show in which
0: I would like fight you until like my dying breath. No, no, on no, this no, no. Well,
2: let me because let me finish because okay. what I'm what I'm <laughs> what I'm actually saying is is that in terms of not being necessarily a supernatural show but being a horror television show, which is very rare and really hard to pull off. And the last show that I think pulled it off was X Files. Um, in terms of a lot of their standalone episodes. I've, which I've, more, well, much more psychological, and I think I see. I've people, always had
0: trouble with that because I, I mean, like this is probably just a me thing where I never felt that X Files was particularly scary. Like I didn't think that it ever, well, even I'm the Stan- not necessarily
2: Talking about uh, how scared you are, I'm talking about horror, which is not necessarily. As a genre, is not necessarily about, you know, well, I didn't get scared, therefore it's not a horror movie. Well, okay, fair enough.
0: Movie. Well, like, from the point of view of someone who doesn't understand, like, what that, like, what, how do you define horror, then? Because I just, I don't know. I didn't find yeah. that. Mm. I,
2: I find horror is, uh, you know, the, um, I can't remember what the phrase is, but, like, the, the dread of the out-of-place, basically. You know, things... That aren't are not going the way that they should be. So and sort of
0: like Twilight really Zoney Hitchcockian.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and Supernatural is very much about kind of monsters. Um, but there's not a lot of like so so what happens at the end of the pilot of Sleepy Hollow is you're going along and you kind of get you know okay weird old guy who was asleep for 200 years oh this might be apocalyptical oh this is really interesting. And then all of a sudden, there's this incredibly weird creature who just breaks into a jail cell and murders John Cho.
0: Oh, like, who we have to who, mention, John Cho is on the show.
2: Yeah, we're, well, we're going to talk about John Cho and Nicole Bahari and uh, uh oh, at Jones at, at at length, I'm sure. Um, but um, so, and and it's just it's completely out of left field in terms of what's been going on before that. And that's what I think made it
1: kind of a horror show. So. Well, I mean, I think it's interesting that you don't think it's going to go in a kind of supernatural direction, where because I, I think that it's definitely going, going in a super supernatural go in direction. direction. Because, like, mm-hmm. to me, this says like it's so not just like it is monster of the Week and It has that thematic arch. Whereas, like, I felt like some of the best things about like the X ex- files that made it kind of like a horror show, were, were that a lot of the times, like, the things had a non supernatural explanation. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's what made the show richer and more complex. And for this, like, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, I'm totally going to be along for the ride. But I do definitely think every week it's going to be, like, some new crazy thing. And, like, for the first while, like, having her be like, oh, yeah, right. Like, those exist. And then they, like, nearly get killed by one. And then they fight it. And then they kill it. And then it's kind of like.
2: That seems to be pretty accepting of everything so far you know i don't think she's going to be that kind of skeptical person but
0: well sorry. i mean, i feel like this is part of the this is part of the issue right like cuz i mean just to, like completely in the interest of total disclosure i don't actually think it's a good show i think it's really very kind of like it's entertaining but love because you were the one who was who was saying like after reading like my crazed flurry of tweets it was like I still can't tell if you like it and I was like I don't know either all I know is that like I don't think it's particularly good and the huge drop off in momentum between episode one and two was like really visible for me as well as the fact that like it lost it didn't just slow down it lost a lot of its tightness and the more space you give that story to breathe the more I'm like this is fucking stupid. Like, I'm still, like, that could just be the sophomore slump, and the rest of it could just continue to be, like, that giant rickroll of Katamari batshit that, like, I really enjoyed in the first episode. But, like, I think that was one of the things, the fact that what you're saying, I agree with Lepicus about the fact that I don't think Abby is particularly skeptical. Like, and if she is skeptical, she's skeptical in the way that you're, like, what the fuck? That shit is messed up. Not necessarily the way that Scully was, where she was like, that is horse shit, Fox Mulder. Like, <laughs> you with your goddamn aliens and you're reading porn in the fucking office. Get off of this. It, it's like, and the thing is that Ichabod is not necessarily a believer either. Do you know what I mean? Like, he yeah, didn't yeah. know about any supernatural shit before, like, he crawled out of his grave. He, I like, was
2: gonna say, yeah. He they... just
0: found out three days ago that his wife was a witch. <laughs> and, like... And then there's this dude with no head who just won't seem to die. So both of them are very much in the same kind of like, what the fuck boat together. So I feel like that may potentially become an issue where neither of them is the more kind of knowledgeable character in this sense. And the one person who does seem to be like their sort of Sherpa through this whatever journey are like ghost witch wife and like ghost partner. Are the two people, I guess, who are going to be the ones, like, yoding them through the series.
2: Yeah, but, so, and, and I think that that's totally true, but for me, the thing that I'm gonna be coming back for isn't really the plot anyway. Right. Uh, because I really fell in love with a lot of characters, um, especially Abby. Um, she, I think, was really fun uh, for me to watch just because, you know, she's so incredibly... Um, damaged in a really interesting way uh, that's not very self ev- n- not very evident until you start kind of watching or you know going through the pilot and then going through the second episode um, where you kind of get her backstory. Um, but she's kind of recovered in this really interesting way, and I just found her really adorable. And also, I found it really adorable that she's like maybe five foot two, and <laughs> Tom Myson's like six foot three. And so there's a lot of, you know, craning your head up to look at him and him, like, stooping down to talk to her, and
1: that's pretty and good We did me. talk about this briefly. I was like, I like that she's wearing sensible work heels. Like, yes. Like oh, yeah. All of my, like, heel detective ladies out there, I fucking love you. But goddamn, woman, what are you doing? I don't you know, like' I an a no, way no, I don't
0: you know what it fucking drives me crazy because they're taking like really tall like model statuesque ladies anyways and sticking them in ridiculous shoes like um Beckett on castle is like one of the worst offenders of this and like one of the reasons that once upon a time despite its general awfulness no. <laughs> still has a place in my heart is because it's the only fucking show that in the opening episode has emma swan like not being able to run after somebody for her job because she's those goddamn shoes on do you know what i mean yeah. like and this is coming from i'm the only person in this room who routinely wears stilettos too So it's not even like this is coming from, like, an angry place where I think that, like, the shoes are keeping me down. No, I love those shoes. I would, like, run into a burning building for my shoes. But it's not realistic. And if I was in law enforcement, like, those would never be on my feet.
1: Not the stilettos, but the ones she was wearing were, like, a sensible Cuban heel. They're
0: fine. Yes and no. Dude. How tall were they?
1: Like an inch and a half.
0: Maybe two tops. I think that's too much. Like, if you're walking all day. Because those shoes, yeah, like, even it, with, I like... A, yeah, well, like, even if you're on a low heel, those are not built for arch support. Sorry. Continue, continue on with the series and not, like, my weird shoe issues.
2: And, and I also love um, uh, Clancy Brown. The fact that he's apparently coming back as a ghost is really makes me happy. But... <laughs> I just find it really hilarious. Well, okay, so the number of people who, like, were killed in the first episode but that ain't stopping them none, is Clancy Brown, John Cho, and whoever plays Katrina. Uh, And, well, and technically Ichabod. And it's just... And and the Headless horseman. So there's five dead people
1: on this show, basically. Yes. I find that remarkable. You should just assume everyone is dead. Unless (laughs) proven otherwise.
0: (laughs) Everyone's dead. Well, I mean, like, there were a couple of things about this that I found really fucking balls-ass hilarious. So... We've mentioned a couple of times Ichabod Crane's dead wife, who is a witch, but she's not really dead. Like, we find out in the second episode that she's, like, in some sort of witchy in-between place. And that she's, yeah, like,
2: like... limbo? Or she's been trapped there?
0: Not sure. But he can access... But she can access him either in dreams or through mirrors, which, okay. Um yeah. And also, just... I... <laughs> yeah. I just, I can't, yeah. like, so. Because
2: what more did I you just say really about it was my Rue, brain overheating. I'm just like, I'm trying to think it. of a
0: way to describe, like, our first interactions with her in this series without using the words heaving bosoms, but I'm having a joke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing about, okay, so I've never seen the actress who plays Katrina, so I just refer to her as Katrina, but she was amazingly, bafflingly miscast. Uh,
0: so confusing, so, right?
2: It's so bizarre because she looks exactly like, she, like literally, it, it, complete with hair and makeup. She looks like she walked off a CW show. She got does put into a corset and was like handed some lines,
1: and it's so unsettling.
0: And especially, when I since, out, and I, I think that, think that, it's that they totally sort
1: of inappropriate corset, and it bugged the shit fuck out of
0: me. Well, the I, other the other thing yeah. about like, and you should definitely talk more about the costume too, because I think I'm gonna like not like portray this correctly but the two things that jumped up the most at me right we're like okay fair enough like the first time we see her she's like a weeping like soon-to-be widow or whatever clutching Ichabod's filthy hand to her chest in like a wartime tent and then the next time we really see her she's like in a goddamn forest and her hair is like a color red not found in nature which I guess she can do because she's a witch but she's in this outfit, and I looked at her, and literally the only word that popped into my head was like evanescence. She looked like she was in a fucking yeah. evanescence video.
1: No, exactly. She it's does, so she looked like an extra from Beautiful Creatures. Yes!
0: yes. Holy shit! And yes, like that's you know. her cotillion dress that went black to symbolize her going dark side.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Such a confusing miscast.
2: And we're not even going to talk about the weird ass, because, like, okay, at least in the first, in the in the pilot, the weird in-betweeny place is, like, <laughs> this bucolic, bizarre, kind of creepy forest. And then second episode, what was that?
0: I, I have no fucking clue, man.
2: It was literally, like, a soundstage with a couple of twigs and some <laughs> smoke. Well, I
0: honestly think that they shot their wad on, like, on all the money they spent all of their fucking money on the pilot or something because like seriously first episode like not super great special effects but like better than most network special effects and certainly better than once upon a time effects and then like second episode a that soundstage disaster b like katrina witch lady in this like in between dream place doesn't like vanish or get swallowed into black smoke or whatever she just like literally moonwalks out of a scene when danger is approaching i was like
2: how fucking cheap did we get here <laughs> like <Yeah>. well <laughs> it was, i mean it really was incredibly like jarring i was just watching it being like did that are you for real
0: and i t- and like and i don't even know if it's the actress's fault she's just absolutely the wrong person for this role
2: yeah, that's I mean and and it's also it's a thankless fucking role. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like Katrina uh, in the in the story is basically at this kind of blank canvas anyway. Um who Ichabod doesn't marry in the story but eh. um <laughs>
1: Christina Ricci, thanks for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was going to say Katrina was German but you know, we're I'm, just, I'm you know, ugh, I've got a lot of feelings about the actual story versus this things. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but, um, but it, it, it's, it's like, there's never going to be anything with Katrina in terms of her as a character. She's always going to be, you know, the tragic Obi-Wan Kenobi or I only yeah. hope. Exactly. And, you know, except Obi-Wan she's Kenobi. not Leia
0: or, or like R2. She's the hologram. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah, like not even the actual. She's not person. even Princess Leia. She's the hologram of Princess Leia.
0: Exactly, She's which like is
1: the weird hologram that Luke has inappropriate feelings for. Well,
0: who wouldn't? I mean, sisters are hot. But like,
1: <laughs> thanks, buddy.
0: Yeah, thanks. yeah. So obviously, now having discussed which Katrina, we have to talk about John
2: Cho. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Okay.
0: What first the fuck? Of all, okay, how did he
2: get involved in the show? Well, you know, like. His. Alex and Bob called him up, and they're like, hey, John. Yeah, no, well, because here's the thing. They, they shot this pilot in, like, February or March of 2013 when he was still on that weird sitcom show with um, Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. So off. his contract was the pilot. Like, that was going to be his thing. Like, he, I think he was kind of like, oh, this will be fun. You know, have a week in North Carolina or wherever they're shooting it and, you know, have a good time. Get killed off.
0: Eat some eastern barbecue And
2: his show got canceled and i'm guessing that bob orsi and what's his name were just like
1: hey you want a job and he was you like, want you want to I be like satan's
0: bucey like, i know
1: we snapped your neck in a really horrific fashion but that's really not bugging us do you want to come back and work some more that
0: freaked me the fuck out when i saw it like at the end of- so, okay.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of- uh, yeah, uh, full disclosure,
2: this show, there's a shit ton of body horror.
0: There is some- okay, so there's two ways to look at this. I know a lot of people were really freaked out by the body horror in the show, and- uh, I thought of your
2: time Twitter, so were you.
0: Well, I, I freaked out, but not because of the body horror. Um, but I also feel like, depending on how squeamish you are, it's not bloody. Do you know what I mean? Like- it's weird, and it's kind of like the, but it's not, it's not no, sheer like, gore.
2: If you no, no, that's why, why we don't call it. Oddities, you're fine. I was going to say, I mean, that's, but that's why it's, I, I refer to it as body horror rather than gory. It's not gory.
0: Yeah.
2: It's, it's, that, it's just fucking weird. He spent a significant amount of the time shuffling around a morgue with his head bent yeah. backwards. <laughs> yeah pretty great and then he manages to straighten
1: it but his skin is still oh it's so oh, fucked you know up and like, wrong you know what it's like guys it's like death becomes her yeah it's oh it's totally street. death becomes it her. Neck. it's yeah.
0: also it's also like um it's also like in men in black where that animal the animal is head wearing head. like a people suit, the yeah.
1: suit. yeah
0: yeah which no, all, all around his neck but so basically i didn't like John Cho is, like, hilariously, like, what? Random in this. And ha- plays, like, a hilariously, what? Random role in the pilot. But, like, that fucking douchebag is going down in my memory forever. Because when he comes back, literally, in episode two, that is, like, the greatest, most unintentionally hilarious scene I've ever seen in my life.
2: 100%. I was mixed. I'm not sure it's unintentionally hilarious. I don't, like, I don't
0: know what they were going, like, if they were going for horror, I wasn't, or, like, unsettling, I wasn't, it wasn't, like, at all. It was just, like, so fucking funny. Because, okay, to walk you guys through this, at the end of the first episode, because that makes sense now, like, his neck was snapped, I guess they didn't think that they would have him for the rest of this season. Yeah. So, essentially, like, the Prince of Darkness, like, a naked, giant, like think. Caucasian first, version of the nightmare dire stag thing from Hannibal. No, it like, looks like Abaddon from Torchwood. Yes. Um comes out through a mirror and like basically like snaps like John Cho's head, like not fucking around style, right? But his head is still like attached to his neck and the skin's not broken. Um and then in the second episode we see him because his body is like lying in a body bag in the morgue and it's like perfect stillness and then all of a sudden the body bag starts fucking thrashing (laughs) thrashes itself off of the exam table and when John Cho pops up his head is still snapped back and he starts freaking out about it and it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life yeah I just like I was sitting there like should I be laughing
2: I can't stop (laughs) well And then, and then he kind of continues throughout the episode, just being, I, I think, crew, you called him Satan's PA. Yes! Basically, yeah. basically his role. And if that continues to be his role, then, like, so well funny. Out,
1: I'm, I'm really, I'm all about that. Renfield? Yes. Plus, like, a touch of, oh, who is that I'm picking
0: up? Anne Ren- Hathaway from Devil Wars Prada? Yes!
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I bet that, like, demon thing calls him Emily.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe the demon thing calls him whatever his last PA was called. Right?
1: Like, <laughs> Jehoshaphat. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Like, so yeah. he seems so put upon and, like, long-suffering the entire fucking episode. Which
2: is-, which is great, but, I mean, it is such a bizarre, like, tone shift from the rest of the episode, which is kind of... <laughs> Yeah. weird, really standard kind of monster of the week, like there's a witch that you need to burn and, you know.
0: Yeah, and he's just like, that. that's not like a dumb, su- that's literally the summary of the second episode, guys. Yeah. And
2: it's and it's very bizarre and like not really, yeah, the, the the monster of the week, if that's the way that they're going with it, you know, I'll, I'll still be here for the shenanigans of, you know, Ichabod Tr- Crane discovering donut holes, but the rest of it is going to be like, eh, fast forward through this. So,
0: yeah, no, I agree with you. That was just, like, the the plot was, so, well, it was self-evidently the B plot. Like, it was very obvious that, like, not a lot of thought had been put into it, and it was done almost as more of a vehicle to sort of flesh out more of the angels and demons world that they've kind of plopped themselves into, because... Yeah. In further supernatural parallels, they've set this up so that it is, like, the fight for the fate of the world. It's them versus the four horsemen, and they'll have seven years of tribulation because they're basically going through Revelation. Uh, Has
2: has anybody actually checked? Because, you know, I'm a Jew. What do I know about Revelations? Um, But, like, because they said the seven years thing, and I was just like, oh, so you're basically just setting yourself up for syndication. Is that an actual thing? Yes. It is. I know the. I know the. The 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 creepy the creepy over voiceover of the you know and a voice called out, "Come and see." And you know, upon a tail horse, there was death, and hell followed after. That's accurate. Yeah. The seventh thing is accurate too. The
0: seven thing is accurate. Hold on, I'm actually going to find a reference because what? it's like, been a really long testers.
1: time. It's just seven seasons of tribulations, man. Like basically, basically. no, I literally. It to go where no one has ever gone. No, seriously,
2: I listened to that, and I was just like, wow, you guys have some brass ones thinking you're gonna last seven seasons.
1: Well, it's I mean... better they're gonna, like, glee it, where it's, like, a very flexible timeline, where, like, all of a sudden we're, like, half a year later, and then, like, another season will be, like, three days. You know what I mean?
2: That'd be... I, I was about to say, I'd be fine with that, but,
1: Oh, you
0: know, my God.
2: It's
1: kind
0: of dumb. Why am I, like... I fucking hate you guys. I'm gonna have so much shit in my browser history that's, like, GotQuestions.org, org, Antichrist.com. I mean,
1: Prue, you already get weird, like Scientologist mail. You might as well I have, have so some so much there. I was
0: Scientologist to say, of mail. all
2: of us, I feel like you're the strongest wheat googler, anyway. That's so. true.
0: Okay, so yes, it is a literal. Well, depending on biblical interpretation, right? Like, you can have there are many views of these things, and you can like science it, or you can take the Bible as the inerrant word of God, which is absolute horseshit. But um
2: Your daily atheism for the day. Okay, so
0: the seven year tribulation is a literal period of about seven years and it's difficult to say because oh, that's apparently it's not seven years based on the Julian slash Gregorian calendar, but based on a thirty day month. Blah blah. So whatever. It's well, some period of time that is like roughly around seven years of like
1: monsters and shit. Give or take. Yes. I was
2: about to say if it's 30, so yeah so that's jewish calendar sorry guys yeah
0: that's <laughs> not bad um yeah okay well oh wait someone made a chart this is useful okay so it starts with the fucking <laughs> nerd Shh, listen Gosh. this might be this might help us like science out the rest of this plot okay so oh, it's...
1: yeah yeah there's a this. so there's there's some
0: interesting there's some interesting like picking and choosing of what's because this was one thing that like i legitimately as i was watching the pilot was like wait a minute. Um, because if you're getting to the point where you're in the seven-year tribulation, it should have been ra- you should have been raptured out already. Like, all the faithful should have already been removed. So, uh, so rapture...
1: Congratulations, guys. In Sleepy Hollow, there is no rapture. Yeah,
0: all of you guys are fucking sinners on Earth. Enjoy the monsters. Um, so there's the rapture first, followed by the seals, I guess, locking in devils and shit, um, are opened... Yeah, except- yeah so that's like the seven year tribulation and during that stuff there's initial world peace followed by earthquakes famine and war the trumpet judgments the apostate church destroyed i just have to assume that the apostate church is twitter um (laughs) uprising against the antichrist but the antichrist wins sad for everyone then something called bull judgments and then marriage what? supper of the lamb. I don't know how much I trust this chart. They spelled marriage what the fuck
1: wrong. It's a bowl judgment. I don't so know. the bowl with somebody, and then like,
0: hell is yes.
1: Bowl is B O W L.
0: Yes. But like, is I wouldn't like take that. Like, I wouldn't thing? take this shit as like gospel. As I said, they did spell marriage wrong on this chart.
1: Okay. What do you? Stop with the chart, Prue. Stop with the chart.
0: I just, I like visual descriptions of things.
1: This is not
2: helping anybody. This is certainly not helping me.
0: Okay. But the point is, yes, the seven-year thing is actually, like, in the Bible in some format.
1: Because that helps us. <laughs> you guys are mean. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, well, the show is not going to last seven years. Two.
0: It could. You know what? Like, I used to say that shit about a lot of it's things. It's not
1: on the CW. It's on
2: Fox. I um, was about to say, I called Supernatural getting canceled halfway through his first season. So, you know. Well, Anything what about?
0: about but see, like, How I Met Your Mother is still going, isn't that in like eight seasons? Like House is House Once was eight seasons.
1: If it's on Fox, it's going to get canceled.
0: But House was not canceled. I'm just saying, you guys need to be prepared that there is the possibility they will actually do this for seven years.
2: If they do, I'm there for it because here's the thing that I really loved about the show that was like, you know, I was I was totally there for mm-hmm. is the relationship between Abby and Ichabod. Yes, where they're like bitchy, mean, like, codependent already, like, literally, you you open in on Ichabod in the second episode, first of all, he's shirtless, which, not bad, um, (laughs) already the episode is, you know, improving, um, but literally, Abby has gone around the entire hotel room, where he's been kind of in prison, but whatever, and, like, put sticky notes on, you know, Well, do we, that was one of the the questions,
0: that was one of the questions I had, was that her?
2: Was that her who put the sticky notes on? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I I choose to believe that it was.
0: All right. Because I was just like, did I miss that or was I? Okay.
2: No, she didn't, like, they they don't show her doing it, but, like, who else would it have been? Right. Okay. Um, because nobody else believes him that he's actually from another time. They all think he's got, what was it? Objects? Transference? Something like that.
0: They think he's real fucked up.
2: Yeah. Basically. Um... Which he is, but not in the way that they think. Um, and they're just, they're, they're so clearly kind of, you know, the, the brave two standing against the darkness that comes, and I'm all about the, that kind of pairing, where it's just like, you are the only person who understands, I'm the only person who understands you, let's do this. It's so like, do you view this as
0: eventually romantic?
2: I, I, I hope so. Right. I definitely see a lot of chemistry between the actors, Um, especially after seeing Comic-Con and them, like, literally just spending the entire time giggling at each other. Um, but, you know, I I think that that shouldn't happen for another couple of
1: seasons. But if anybody wants to write fic for it, I'm there. (laughs) I'm super there. It's also interesting because I feel like it's not one of those shows, like, a lot of them, like, from the get-go, when you look at them, you're like, well, your your privates need to touch. (laughs) Like, it should happen (laughs) now. I am super about that for them. No, 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 but I'm saying, but I actually like, it's interesting. Cause like a, a lot of these shows, like all I was like, was like, if you don't get together so soon, I'm going to show up and I'm going to start egging your houses. <laughs> like this, <laughs> I'm
2: like, like, what? I'm going to, you remember, Never mind. It's, it's a whole thing. Stop. I'm going to give you a kitten. I'm going to let you get attached to this kitten. And I'm going to sneak into your house one
1: night. <laughs> yeah. The face. In the face. Exactly. Jane Lynch it up. Um, but, like, it's one of those things where, I'm, like, if they got together, I'm, like, yeah, that'd be great. But, like, I honestly, I'm, like, he is still hung up on Ghost Wife because, like, in his brain, like, they're still super married. Like, she died, like, as far as he's concerned, like, she basically, quote, unquote, died. And she hasn't even done that because, like, she's stuck in witch limbo. Like, yeah. I, he I doesn't like seem kind of that upset little... <laughs> about <laughs> it. Well, he sees her all the time.
2: Yeah. I, I I feel like that what's what's going to happen because this show is not terribly original and this is kind of the the most easy route that I can see is somehow Katrina gets freed and comes into the present day along with everybody else and then dies conveniently at some point in the future. So
1: that's probably going to be a character quote. You think she's going to get like freed and it's going to be like that moment in Hocus Pocus where you're like oh, thank God, they're going to get to hang out with this cat forever. And then, no. (laughs)
0: What?
1: (laughs) that guy from NCIS. Yeah, Um, he turns into McGee. (laughs) But, like, you don't think, like, when they quote-unquote free her, it's going to be like, peace out to witch heaven.
2: I don't know. I honestly don't know. I I think it's going to be the way that I think uh, because that's the less original idea. But... Well, I feel like
0: it would be a convenient out if they ever felt that Abby and Ichabod were getting too close to, like, breaching some sort of narrative point that they don't want to hit yet, but that it wouldn't make sense for them to continue dancing around this, except for the most artificial of reasons, and that's the point at which, like, witch wife will come out of, like, the the in-between space, and yeah. then Ichabod will obviously be like, all right, well, witch wife is here, I can't really, like,
1: whatever.
2: Yeah. Well, I feel yeah. That and, whatever
1: is code for P's touching bees.
2: I was about to say, I don't understand why a threesome can't solve these problems, but, you know, that's me. Um, but yeah, I think I definitely do see a lot of chemistry between them, and I definitely want them to get together at some point. Right. Uh, but right, right like now. Like season
0: six and a half.
2: <laughs> Especially because I'm like, eh, I'd say season three. <laughs> no, but I'm mean, like, right I, now, like. Sooner, rather, like I'm sorry, but I am not in the mood for Mulder and Scully shenanigannery up in here, or moonlighting, or whatever. Like,
1: let's. But they're each other's only friend right now. Let's be real; that's a bad, amazing. Uh, Let's not forget
0: the incredibly awkwardly crowbarred in former love interest for Abby that shows God. up for 33 seconds and whose primary characteristic was to have like the buttons on his jacket positioned perfectly over his man nips like yeah. only thing I took away from his appearance
2: the only thing I took away from his appearance that he was that he was short <laughs> I was just like, oh, so you don't need stilts for him so that's you know that's that's a point in his favor I guess it
0: is it is
2: But yeah, yeah, Luke, I think. Lucas. I don't care. Yeah, basically exactly. Like no cares about this guy. Nobody and again, just why? Why do you need to do this shows? Why do you have to like bring in like X flames that everybody knows is not gonna pan out?
0: Because I feel like I feel like on some level that this goes into my whole rant about the portrayal of romantic relationships and dating on television and in films in general, where like okay so this is slightly like off topic but when i was in college i went off topic on slash report shut up when i was in college when i was at study abroad i had like a really high level language tutor because basically i was at the point where the only kind of class that i needed was like dialogue coaching and one of the topics of conversation that kept fucking coming up In this class where she would be asking me shit and being astonished that it wasn't true because she'd seen it on Friends, right? So, like, I I think she busted out, like, one of our first classes, which is, like, so magically inappropriate, even with me, where she just looked at me and she's like, so you have a sex, you have sex with a lot of different partners, right? And I was just like, uh, what? I've known you for, I've known you for a week, what? And she was like, well, that's, like, according to Friends, everyone in America dates a lot and, like, sleeps with everybody. And I was like, okay. Like, I don't know what mythical world all of these people who date a lot and sleep with everybody are. Because, like, I have a lot of different groups of friends. Not all of them just, you know, internet-based either. And, like, (laughs) none of us basically date a lot and sleep with a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? And the ones that do are kind of sad. Like, a little bit tragic type of sleeping with a lot of people. Like, so I think that... A lot of people who are writing plots like this struggle with the concept of creating, like, a character who, like, does not have a past romantic relationship as a shorthand for something. Do you know what I mean? It takes a lot more to develop a character in the vacuum of really obvious, like really obvious coded signals for like xyz and that's the only reason that dude is there but it was i was so annoyed by his presence like never before he arrived did i wonder about abby's previous personal life like there was no point at which i was like oh i wonder what she did i was like oh she was like a really baller ass cop and then then she was gonna go to quantico like
2: well i was gonna say i mean she's she's got enough of a uh, backstory, and we still haven't talked about Jenny.
0: Yeah, like she has, which we should definitely like, talk has, about. Like. she
2: has shit going down that she really didn't, you know, she
0: didn't need that.
2: a you know past romantic partner. And it really, I mean, it does kind of go to that thing of a lot of TV writers. I, th- I would say a majority of the TV writers don't bother looking at the relationships. That they see in real life, they just look at the relationships that they see on other television shows.
0: Yeah, that's and probably they true. They use
2: that, and it's like, stop doing this <laughs> because it doesn't work. It's annoying, and you know, you're right. People start thinking, oh, we must really behave that way because it's seen shown so much on TV.
0: So weird, is- so weird. I was so nineteen when this conversation happened.
2: Oh my god, sweetie. it was
0: hilarious.
2: You must have Less sex with a lot not- of
0: people, right? <laughs> no Sucks. what
1: <laughs> oh my goodness yeah that's yeah yeah see like the only thing that like happens in my real life that's like friends is like we put on different pants to eat a whole turkey that's about it
0: <laughs> going back to the abby ichabod uh relationship
1: oh yeah
2: yeah i think i you know i think it's one of those things where it's such a great relationship already that romance is going to be fantastic if and when it happens, and I really super-duper want to see what Ichabod manages to dream up in his fevered imagination as how to woo a lady. Because clearly it just barely worked with Katrina, and that was 250 years ago. Um, but at the same time, I'm really happy to kind of let events transpire as they are and just have them kind of be amazingly beautiful and, you know... Have Abby explain taxes to Ichabod. (laughs) So it's going to be really good. Like, literally, all I really want out of this show is, you know, a B-plot monster of the week or whatever. And most of the episode to be kind of, you know, struggles with daily life. You know, he has to learn how to drive and shit like that. It's just, that's what I want out of this show. That's probably not what I'm going to get. Yeah,
0: unfortunately. But I
2: am just, I'm being honest about my needs here.
0: No, I'm going to be honest. I would agree with you. Like, I would enjoy the show a lot if that's how it was actually going to go down. Yeah.
1: We all just want the, like, it's always sunny placard of, like, Ichabod buys a cell phone. And, like, then the episode goes from there. Yeah, basically.
2: Well, you know, and I think it's really interesting because, like, we were talking about how the, the, the witch monster of the week plot was so kind of glued in and tacked on. Um, and I really think that it, again, it goes to this kind of unoriginality when it comes to, uh, procedural dramas, um, Right now, where there's this obsession with keeping them strictly procedural. Anyway. I have to um, say,
0: I'm not actually sure. We'll go, I, I definitely agree with you about the procedural thing. But I'm not actually yeah. sure how much I would want them to get together.
2: Okay, what what is your reason? Well, the the another thing about, like, of course, because fandom is what fandom is, there's already been wank about this. What, um, wait, how? It's... Oh, people People are uh, saying, oh, I just don't see the Ichabod Abbey ever, ever happening. And then there are other people saying, oh, so you're a racist. Yeah. Oh, okay. Seems to be those two camps. That's... Have um, you met the internet? That's like a really... Yeah, well, no, 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 and, and, and understood, and like, absolutely. And I have uh, friends in both camps, which is a very interesting thing. But there's not a lot of room for nuance in this conversation it seems like right now so yeah
0: wait so what what's the conclusion here just that like if you don't want them to be in a romantic relationship default racist
2: yeah it seems to be that way yes
0: cool all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna be ultra caucasian right now and having never (laughs) understood the taste of like being repressed
2: you put the asian in caucasian. Maybe. I just, you know,
0: because of my endless white privilege, I'm going to I'm going to put out a, an opinion here where okay. I can they have lovely chemistry and they're really funny together, but I feel like ugh, I always really am hesitant about relationships where like they are their only friend. Do you know what I mean? Like I I get that that's like an attraction to Like a lot of people like that dynamic. I don't. Like, I find it sort of worrying because I, it's the way that like I don't really enjoy things where like high schoolers get together or fall in love because I inevitably think, like, well, you're fucking 16. Like, this will last another half hour until fucking study hall comes along, right? You don't know what you want. You don't know what you want, like, and, but this is not, like, a you don't know what you want thing, but it's, like, this is, like, this person is, like, your only friend, like, are you sure you want to be doing this? Because it's really hard to be friends with your exes, like, it fundamentally changes things, and if they're the only, like, if they're each other's only friends right now, and they have to stop the tribulation times, like, maybe some focus, guys.
2: Well, Wing-wanked I mean, on hold. There's an apocalypse happening. Okay, but but on the other hand, I mean, like, in, re- in real life, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. But this is one of those things where it's like, I can don't, I mean, that's that's one of my fail-safe, you know, uh, what's the word, uh, buttons um, in terms of fiction, mm-hmm. in terms of fictional characters. I love it when it's, you know, the they're the only two. Um, type of thing even though you're right in in real life it's unhealthy it's not a good idea it's not smart Um, but in my fiction absolutely I I dig that stuff so I think think saying that it's not healthy when it's you know they're going to be battling the apocalypse doesn't really it it doesn't bother me that it's an unhealthy relationship I guess
0: okay Yeah. Kate what were you going to say
1: no I mean like I get it I just it's like that picture of the dog like not sure if want <laughs> like I just like I understand it I'm sure it's gonna happen I'm just like she can ease up off my dick a little
0: bit like, yeah and you know what the other the other part of this that like is just me being contrary like the more people are gonna be like you don't want them dating so you're racist the more I'm gonna be like well I don't want them dating that's true yeah oh.
1: In general, about you as a human being, prayer Yeah. Yeah, I was no, going to say. it's not even that, like, I don't want that. It's, like, I I don't know how, like, because, like, I'm not a person with it who, like, really tempers their feelings about me. <laughs> I'm, no. I'm, like, like, I swear to Jesus, if they're, like, faces aren't touching, it's, like, you know, like, the, the now kiss. Moment. Yes. Like it's, like, it's really, like, that or nothing. I, I'm never, like. Aw, that's cute. I'm always like, God damn it, send me to the depths of the ocean. This is the worst. <laughs> Drown me in a, the wrenching abyss of how shitty this is. <laughs> you
0: yeah. know what? Here's another thing that I just thought of that is probably like a more legitimate reason for me to be like, I sort of like want them to hold, like to hold off for a really yeah. long time at least.
1: Yeah. Um, it's, like, it's not like I don't want it. I just don't want it
0: now. I don't know that I it's would... like have... the
1: offered dessert oh. I'm already full.
0: First of all, that's a lie,
1: and then secondly, say Kate, I lived with you. That's that's
0: ultra lie. But the other thing I I think, yeah. Oh, sorry. But the other thing I think that like we see so rarely, like like you said, um, and like we were talking about, like Abby Mills is an interesting character all on her own, and she's interesting. And if you had to define her by her traits, she's very. She's very like, she plays everything very close to the chest. She's clearly very competent at her job. There's like some fucked up shit going on in her background between her and her sister. She's really good friends with like um, the sheriff who was her mentor. She clearly had some issues with her family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Note how none of those things are reliant on her appearance. Or her previous romantic history, which is why I think Luke was so weird, kind of like hijacked into the second episode and why I'm sort of hesitant to be like, let's introduce this will they won't they tension because it's really nice to have occasionally a female character who is interesting on her own merit and not because of any potential sexual issues like down the line, if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah. It, it totally makes sense. One of the things that I've heard um, as a counter-argument to that is um, because Abby Mills, and, and by extension, of course, her sister Jenny, um, are black. They're African-American. And um, one of the things that people have been talking about in this particular context is, yes, you're right that to have a white woman who doesn't have uh, uh, sexual intrigue as a main part of her characterization is nice, but actually, so many African American characters within um, television shows and movies have kind of either been hypersexualized or desexualized completely, and don't get to have any romance at all. So that this is kind of this is this is a uh, this would be a step back if Abby Mills was white, but because she's played by a black actress, because she's a black character, it's it there's a different uh, there's a different dynamic going on with it which as a white person i can't really speak to with any you know what's the word
0: not that authority. that's stopping anybody else on the internet i'm sure
2: Well, i'm trying to you know set a precedent gus mm. trying to be better
1: than the internet at large
0: yeah i don't know i mean like that 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 could be completely a meritorious argument like i don't know
2: yeah, yeah I and i don't know either i i do i i do kind of i don't know what the word is but I do genuinely really want them to get together at some point. Mm-hmm. Not for first couple seasons, because I do think that there's a lot of tension between them. I think that there's a lot of just adorableness between them. Yes. From, they have such is, really
0: lovely affection for each other.
2: Yes. Exa- and, and it was really kind of right off the bat. And especially since um, we can spin this right back, uh, because Abby really identifies with um, Ichabod's insistence on his version of the truth Mm -hmm. Um, because what happens uh, in Abby's childhood is that she and her sister uh, had a uh, bizarre experience out in the woods basically. And
0: near where he was found, right?
2: Yeah. Near where he was found. uh, There were four white trees and a voice that was calling to them. And then they blacked out and they told everybody about this, but everybody called them crazy. And And Abby Abby
0: basically recanted her story.
2: And repressed it and, you know, just never talked about it again. And then a, a, her sister went the complete opposite way and basically has been in and out of mental institutions for the past 15 years. Yeah. Um, trying to deal with this. So so Abby really uh, gloms on to Ichabod in this particular way, in a way that I found really, um, in, not endearing, because that sounds weird when we're talking about mental illness, uh, compelling. Yeah. Because
0: he's like the first person in her life who like believed
2: her. Yeah. I mean, there's literally a, there's literally a point where she is. Oh, she's talking about the, the, cause the head, she, she basically witnesses her partner played played by uh, the great Clancy Brown get beheaded by the headless horseman. And she's kind of trying to tell people, guys, I saw a headless horseman. And Ichabod's the first person who said, I saw it too. And I think that that like moment uh, for her is like such a huge, um, what's the word, uh, validation. Yeah. Um, that like she's gonna she's gonna be in his corner at least to a certain extent for a long time because of that. So. And
1: I think there's just like, there's like a real kinship there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's like this, it's like you know like that moment when you like you meet somebody and you're like it's irrational for me to trust you this much and it's irrational for me to like you this much when I've just met you. But yes. at the same time, like, you're so kind of, not necessarily, like, drawn to that person, but you just feel so connected with them immediately. Either because of a yeah. shared experience or, sh- like, you know, there's yes. just that immediate recognition.
0: Yeah. yeah
2: exactly. And Ichabod feels it, too, which I think is really hilarious. Like, he, he like, at, at some point she kind of references the fact that she's leaving Sleepy Hollow, and he freaks out. He's like, no, our fates are intertwined. You can't go.
0: And, like, I, I find about. that one less convincing than some of their other interactions just because like she is literally the only person who believes him. So oh. like I would freak out too whether or not I felt like I had a really deep connection
2: with somebody. No, no, but, I, but, but he says something like our fates are entwined and you know all of that kind of stuff and I thought that that was just really, I don't know, um, interestingly codependent considering they have been together for like 20 minutes
0: at that point. I mm, I see what you're saying. I still think that like their general sense of like what? they seem to make each other laugh a lot or like they would if Abby was willing to laugh about his shenanigans. Like sh- they seem to amuse each other a lot and I really like that tenor that they have going on.
1: And there's like there's like an interesting really like mutual respect that happens kind of right away. Yeah. And like this is I guess also kind of comes back to like a lot of these other kind of procedural male-female relationships, you see where there's sometimes not a lot of reciprocity in that relationship, that I kind of like it. They're kind of like on an immediately even footing.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: It's not like we have to learn to work with each other, or we have to, like, learn to respect what it is each other brings to the relationship. It's just sort of like, all right, like, we're, like there's no one else. We're in it together. We have to use each other. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's another kind of like pedantic, boring stuff where it's like, oh, you're booky sciencey learning, or oh, you're, you yeah. Yeah. But, I mean,
2: of, of all of the relationships that it reminds me of, it reminds me of uh, the person of interest relationship between Finch and Reese the most, just in terms of like, they don't really, they kind of skip a lot of the getting to know you and, you know, uh, let's see if we can trust you type of stuff. And they're just like, nope, it's just us, let's go. And I kind of dig that aspect of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I it's interesting because I feel like I would have liked it more had they woven that through the episode more. Like, I assume that they're going to circle back around and like have them slowly figuring each other out going forward. Because if they don't, it's going to feel a little hollow for me. But Mm -hmm. it is episode two. It's hard to say. I mean, like, and despite the fact that we've spent, like, a good 45 minutes talking about, like, character and plot and shit like that, like, I really cannot emphasize enough that, like, all of these are just fipperies attached to the giant raging ball of fuck nuts insane that is just this show.
2: There's really no way to kind of explain why it's as crazy as it is. You just have to watch it and be
1: like, what the fuck just happened? Exactly. Like, we encourage you to live tweet it. (laughs) <laughs> that you would have yeah. like, send us like these James joyce and stream of conscious kind of things where you're like, is this, is he, oh, hawk? Uh, Ed, <laughs> uh. Like, it is, it's like a very visceral kind of... Like, what is happening? Interdispersed,
2: like interspersed with things like, is John Cho's neck broken? Why is he holding a flashlight? What's going on? Oh, he's naked. This is great. Like, it's just... he yeah. it power windows.
0: <laughs> Woo! Power windows. Like, I... <laughs> We'll never, ever get over the fact that, like, A, watching these two episodes, I yelled, what is happening, into the emptiness of my apartment a lot. And, B, in the second episode, this show really pioneered, like, a creative tit-covering technique. Because, as we said, right? You know exactly what we're talking about. As we said, the plot of this episode was about, like, burning witches. <laughs> And they, they're, like, the whole plot is, like, they unburn a witch, and when she comes back, and obviously she has no clothes on, because magic doesn't work that way, but it did work so that there were still burnt patches of her own goddamn flesh, like, strategically placed over her titties, and her, like, lady privates, so that she was, like, decent for network, and I was like, good, good. Good, most creative use of third degree burns ever yeah so good
1: you know there's like a really important meeting about this like that's like that's always my favorite thing about these like weird special effects things and like weird kind of like costume choices where like they had a very serious meeting about her nipples probably like yeah or always good
0: like should the burned patch go all the way all the way around her back or does it look too much like a burn bra like will people buy that right like we
1: don't want them to look like aerial seashells burn on like
2: our kitty yeah no I mean it just I'm I'm just sitting here going uh Orsi and Kurtzman so clearly we're like behind this whole thing (laughs) it's like uh gross how can we get titties onto the show that's how
0: Mm, we'll see so I guess the question is are you gonna keep watching it and what do you hope the third episode accomplishes?
1: Kate, would you like to go first? I'm super in it for, like, the weird kind of bat shit. Like, I want it to be weirder. I want to scream at my television, like, what is actually happening to my eyeballs? I want to know how he made that horse so evil, so fast. <laughs> like, I want it all.
2: We're you talking about he the headless it's horse. like, that's actually, like,
1: talking, like, his, yeah, his, like, horse goes from, like, some guy's, like, nice rural horse to, like, evil horse evil horse, like, real quick. We had some pretty disturbing conversations about how we thought that would happen. <laughs> fill in the blanks. are not going to repeat. No. No, fill in the blanks. But, um, like, I almost wanted to, like, go more balls to the wall. Same. Like, you know, yeah. like, like, if you're going to do it, go whole hog. It's, like, how I feel about most of things. I'm, like, I'm not even disappointed. Like, I am only going to be disappointed if you don't make it crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's kind of the promise you locked me in here with. Like, Fucking
2: do it, man!
0: Now it's your turn, Lefagus.
1: All right. Yes, I am going to keep watching
2: it, and uh, I agree with both of you that what I want is more bat shittery and more creativity. Just stop going quite so much to the, you know, don't don't do the thing that we expect uh, quite so much. But um, that's probably asking too much of a Fox show. You know what? Here's what I want. I really want Ichabod
1: getting vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, worried at this point. I am concerned. That's how you feel. All we really want is just like a series of episodes of like Ichabod trying to figure shit out.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. A series like for first, first Starbucks drink. Yeah. Pricing. All of it. Uh, yes.
0: Exactly. Yes. And just in agreement with Love Gifts and in agreement with Kate, I am definitely going to be continuing to watch this. I'm still holding out judgment on whether or not I actually like the show. Um, but yeah, I'll be there. And not just do I want it to go more like fuck nuts insane. I want more like stupid uh, American history conspiracy crap. Yes. Like I'm gonna need a lot more George Washington's Bible. Like I'm gonna need that Bible to have like a secret chamber with like double extra revelation or something oh, like shit, that. Yes. Yeah. Like so. Oh, it's so good when it's on your tongue. Like the, Like straight up Jack Black tied to a tree and Tropic Thunder reaction to that. Um, <laughs> that's about it. Good. I don't think we have any recommendations for this week because the show is so new. If you guys do yeah, want to, there's yeah. like, I think there is a story about uh, about getting vaccinated, but I don't remember who wrote it or where it is so I highly recommend somebody else go find that tweet it at us at Slash Report so I can tell everybody else to go read it too that wraps us up for this week on this topic and guys it actually also wraps us up for this season of Slash Report I know MK is not here but we're like both fuckballs tired and shock of shocks all the people who said they were going to send us hiatus episodes have completely flaked out so we have nothing for you guys right now for hiatus but that's your own fault
1: if it was you, be ashamed. That's right. Minute, be ashamed. Be
0: really ashamed. Be like that dog that still has the trash can thing stuck around his neck. Um,
1: and next time, make a better choice.
0: That's right. Um, or you could just finish it and email it to us. And we'll post those when and if we get them. But otherwise...
1: we are Jewish, why are
2: you laying on the Jewish guilt trip here? What? That's about Jewish guilt. I'm an that's elementary school sweet. teacher. <laughs> that's super chewy. I'm
0: sorry. You're that's only getting... and
2: keeps, I can tell you.
0: Anyways, that's gonna do us for this season. We will see you on the flip side in the meantime. If you wanna find me or MK, you can find us on at Slash Report on Twitter, or you could email us your random thoughts and feelings at slash report at gmail.com. Until next season, have a good time, guys. Watch lots of dumb TV. Bye.
1: like dog treats but you don't even <laughs> oh
0: know. Kate. Kate are you telling me are you telling me that right now you're sitting in front of a paused episode of Project Runway stuffing something that looks like dog treats in your face? Yes.
1: I walked away from the Project Runway. <laughs> but otherwise yeah. <laughs> what? What what the fuck is wrong with Gus you? Gus doesn't share food. <laughs> but can we talk about how I'm a sentinel? Proceed. No, no, we can't. We can't.
0: We can never talk about that.
1: We're never, ever going to talk about that.